0: keep it real safe. so glad you're in here man I know how it is you go through Easter and then you're trying to decide if you're gonna make it back you made it back and we are so thankful we had a great great Easter last week and we're just so so grateful for all the volunteers that made it happen for you inviting your friends and for attending so can you give yourselves a little love for that come on y'all come on Now you're going, Justin, why are you celebrating that? Because, man, when you get nearly 5,000 people back in church, it's been a while since we've had a crowd that big. So we were just so great to see everybody. If you're watching online, thank you for watching online. Because many times it's not exactly the same you're watching online because you can't see everything. You can't participate in everything. So we put together this little recap video just to celebrate how awesome it was. So thanks for being a part. Check it out.
1: Thank you guys for joining us at Easter services at Berkshire Grocery Arena. Here's a highlight from last week. When it's the end of the weekend, but not quite the end of the weekend. Check it out. It is what it is. You got me feeling. You make me feel like I'm in all my best clothes. So good that I don't care that Chick-fil-A's clothes like a slow motion cruise on the back. a time that seems like a good investment it's the- Open on a Sunday. Snoop, I know. We tried. It was close. close. Wouldn't that be great? Check it out. This a hit. You can tell radio all the DJs
0: will play it because we got that hustle and flow. I'm feeling good, feeling fresh, feeling blessed, little stressed. And when I'm with you, I feel that joy inside my chest. What you feel just depends on what you see, but just will come down from heaven with a loud command with the voice of the archangel and the trumpet call of God. And guess what? And the people who have died in Christ will rise first. Isn't that the great thing of him coming back again? And those that are still alive will be caught up with him and gather with those who died. And check out this last part. We'll be taken up the clouds and meet the Lord in the air. Can I get an amen on some flight right there, son? That's why you need to go out there. Until he calls us home, go live as a light. Lift up this community. Lift up your office, your school, your workplace, your home, man. And until next week, what do we say? Peace. Thanks for coming. God bless y'all.
1: You got me feeling like it's Sunday.
0: Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Put your hands together. Thank you for helping, man. Making it happen. It was so so awesome and. What is really, really cool about Simple Church is there are some big events that you don't want to miss. Easter is one of those, but Mother's Day is just a few weeks away. And I went ahead and amped up this logo. You ready for this, son? That's what I'm talking about. All the girls are just mad at me already because me and Caleb, two guys, got in there and said, let's amp it up this Mother's Day. And right now, there's going to be a revolt in the office, I promise you. Next week, there will be a new logo. But for today, it's it. Come on, give me a little love for that man logo. Now if you go, Justin, why'd you make it look like that? Well, Man Day had kind of that same vibe last year, so we were having a little fun with it, so they hate it, but we were just having fun. So don't miss it though. You gotta invite somebody, we're gonna have some giveaways, it'll be a ton of fun. So leading up to that, we decided to do a little series called Hidden Figures. It's only gonna be a couple of weeks long. And the reason I'm doing this series is because a couple of weeks ago, we had um, a fun series where we featured the Golden Girls. It was all about TV shows, and I did a little research and wrote up this one message on the Golden Girls. You can go back and watch it. But here is one statement that we got from that little series that we did then. Here's what it says. It says, God routinely used women in an incredible ways to advance his plans on earth, and is still doing it today. That was just something I threw out there, and we were talking about all the things that were accomplished through women in the church. I grew up Catholic and Baptist, and it wasn't always celebrated, but when I looked around in my current world, and I look around at what's going on, I'm like, man, God's really doing some cool stuff with women. But what I should have said was this. I should have changed the ending. And it should have said, to advance his plans on earth and beyond. And the reason I say I should have said, because I had not seen this movie at the time. But when I saw it, I was like, all right, now I get exactly what Golden Girls is all about. Because it is absolutely true. There are some hidden figures doing some amazing things. And I didn't study this in school, but here was something I should have learned. Watch. Oh, no. If you were a white male, would you wish to be an engineer? I wouldn't have to. I'd already be one. Yes, it's an appeal battle. Derek. But
1: yes, who else is playing? I don't know if I can keep up in that room. Just make that pencil move as fast as your mind does. You've been gone for 300 hours. Felt like it to me too. Colonel Glenn launches in a few weeks. We don't have the man figured out yet. There is no protocol for women attending. There's no protocol for a man circling the Earth either, sir. Every time we have a chance to get ahead, they move the finish line. I need to be in that room hearing what you hear. Within these walls, who makes the rules? You, sir, you are the boss. You just have to act like one, sir. We
0: have liftoff.
1: We all get there together, we don't get there at all. In the fight of our lives, people gals are ready. We can do the work. More than 50 million Americans watching. I got a warning light. Go find Catherine. Colonel Glenn. There's a real fireball outside. It's getting a little hot in here.
0: Come on, y'all, give it up for Hidden Figures. If you've not seen the movie, go rent it, go watch it, because it is truly amazing story that I didn't get taught. Many of us didn't get taught when we were in school, but it's about these women who really did some extraordinary things. Here are the real women's pictures. I'll put them on the screen for you. Just because um, what they were able to accomplish and what they were able to help with, it obviously changed everything. And when I thought about this little two-week series leading up to Mother's Day, we're going to celebrate some of the hidden figures in Scripture. We're going to talk about some powerful stories. Because what I am learning, and I want to share with you, is that there are many powerful stories that go untold. They're just not out there. You just don't hear much about it. So another story that I want to talk to you about today, and it literally happened on earth, but it affected Eternity and it goes beyond earth was someone that we have right here in the church, another amazing woman behind the scenes, a hidden figure many times. You don't see her on the stage very often. Unless you have children, you don't ever really run into her. But Christy A, she does all of our children's ministry. Can you give her a little love to let her know Christy y'all Come on, Christy. And you go, Well, why are you clapping for her? Because she's been a blessing to us for a long time. But I knew how much of a blessing. When we got home from Easter, and it's uh, 27 people baptized last weekend. By the way, how awesome is that? Very, very exciting. And while we're at home, kind of watching through everything, me and my wife kind of debriefing from Easter. There, a video comes into our staff feed. We have a staff text, and it's a video that I'm fixing to show with, uh, show you now. And the reason it was powerful is because I didn't know what happened. I was inside the building. It was untold. It was unseen by me. So if they didn't share the video, I don't know the story. I don't know what's happening. And I thought, this is a perfect example of why you share these things and how it can impact you. And it is A, and it is an awesome baptism, but it is with our friends who are deaf in this wonderful service here. They're right over here. Can you give them a little love? You can clap like this, too, if you want to. That's the way they do it. And the reason I say that we have a deaf community that meets in the Symbol Church, and they've been coming for a long time. They're a huge blessing to us. And Christy knew that when she got to celebrate one of the moms who's deaf. Her her daughter was getting baptized, and she went through learning sign language so that the mom could participate in the baptism. It was a tearjerker for all of us. It was emotional, but it was awesome. And I pulled the clip, a little hard to hear, so we put subtitles up not only for our deaf friends but also for you just so you could see what an awesome children's ministry we have. Watch. Hi, Yeah. A powerful moment for so many reasons in my world. But uh, Cheyenne and Hannah just have been a huge blessing to us in the church. Uh, but then Christy took the time to learn all the sign language to make sure that Cheyenne knew exactly what was going on. And I didn't know the story. I'd sit there at home on Easter after all that was going on. I was like, God, this is a huge, huge blessing. And I don't know if anybody else would have done that like Christy did. I don't think me or Brian probably would have. I'm not sure any of the other ministers would have thought through that because we're men and we're not that sensitive. All right, let's admit it. But I thought, man, how awesome. What an amazing moment that God gave us. And it also gave us a chance for many of you, which are also hidden figures and amazing heroes in our community... Are Miss Wendy and Miss Marion Tripp, who are doing sign language each and every week for our deaf community. Can you give them a little love? once again. Marion, very, very proud of you. There's Miss Wendy and there's Ma- Marion, sorry for the bad picture, by the way. That's what your husband Jeff sent us. That's I want you to know. But this is what's so awesome is you don't understand. Because I don't understand because we're not in that world, but that Christy put herself in that world and was willing to try to make that special for them was like, man, God, this is why I love some more church. This is why I'm thankful for who we are and what we're trying to do, and I'm excited to announce this year, too, we're doing a a CODA camp. This will be the first time ever. It's going to be for our deaf friends and their families, and we're sponsoring it. Uh, It's going to be awesome. It's going to be the first time that CODA... That our children of a deaf adult will have a camp just for them. And so we're excited to sponsor that and be a part of that. Now, if you don't know what CODA is, I'll put it on the screen for you again just so you can know. Children of a deaf adult. Because this is why it's so important to have people translate and to help. And it's often hidden. It's kind of put behind. It's not really out in front. But that's why I want to celebrate them and let you know about them. It's because each and every week they're in this church and they're so awesome to us. And we're beginning to learn more and more about that through Wendy and through Marion and through that awesome group. But you may have also heard a little something about it. Because at the Academy Awards this year, it was the film that really impacted everyone. And I pulled the clip because I want you to see again the power of these hidden stories when they come to the front, what it can do inside of you and how it changes our culture in a positive way. Here is the trailer from the movie Coda. Watch. Oh,
1: sometimes I get a good feeling, yeah. Yeah. I get a feeling that I never, 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 never had before. You are the girl with the deaf family? Yeah.
0: And you sing. Interesting.
1: Something's got a hold on me, here. Yeah. What are you doing next year? Working with my family. Let me tell you now, I've got a feeling I feel so strange. Everything about me seems to have changed. I've been coaching for Berkeley College of Music. I can help you get a scholarship. You have pretty voices with nothing to say. Do you have something to say?
0: You will be required to have a hearing individual on board at all times. for the rest of my life.
1: I've never done anything without my family before.
0: Come on, y'all. Give it up for an awesome, awesome story. And I just want to say, Marion, when you look over here, I love all of y'all, and I'm very, very thankful for y'all. And everyone in this room, would you do me a favor? They're in this service. Would you raise your hand and clap for them? This is how you do it. Everybody look around. That is all for you right there because we're so thankful you're a part. And as I started working through this series and I started thinking about hidden figures and the women, and I think of Marion and Wendy and all of these Christiae. Um, the one thing that's awesome about Hollywood, I know everybody doesn't like everything, but the one thing that I appreciate is they bring to story I mean bring to life some stories that have been overlooked or forgotten, and many times they educate, they inspire, and they challenge us to move to be different. there's something inside of us. If you watch that movie, you're going, man, that's a powerful moment in the same way. With um, hidden figures. There's just things in there you go, I didn't know this. I didn't get taught this in school. I didn't have a friend that was deaf. I didn't really know anybody that was going through this. And so you can be immune. You can almost just kind of separate yourself from it unless it's brought to the forefront to go, okay, I got to pay attention to this. And that's what I hope to do over these next two weeks. We did it with Golden Girls, and hopefully it opened up your eyes on that one message to look at things a little bit differently. And as I told you, I grew up Catholic and Baptist. I've told you that a long time and many times. And you know, why do you keep telling us that? Because in the Catholic world and the Baptist world that I grew up in, these things weren't always talked about. So you go, what do you mean these things? Well, sometimes, you know, people uh, hearing impairment, you didn't really talk about that. We never even had a message on it. We never, I didn't even knew the group existed And then also, in addition to that, my mom worked in Sunday school kind of behind the scenes, but women were not in any real positions in those churches either. So they kind of made the church work, but they were kind of, you know, on the side. It appeared that men were always leading the charge and in charge, but the women were doing a lot of the things behind the scenes. And the reason, as we lead into Mother's Day, not to just give Mother's Day one sermon— I wanted to challenge all of us in here to look at things a little bit differently. To open your eyes a little bit. And how we're going to do that is by looking at scripture. Not by what culture's saying, but really what does God's word have to say about this. And I'm telling you, as a pastor for nearly 30 plus years, I've never heard that what I'm about to share today. I haven't heard someone talk on it. I didn't grow up hearing these sermons. I had to go research and study a lot of this and go, all right, now, how are we going to really make this Where it's not a hidden story, it's right in front of you. And you have to celebrate that and deal with that. And as we start working through these stories, there's one particular person that we're going to focus on today that I had never heard of before in scripture. Her name is Priscilla, a hidden figure. Now when I hear Priscilla, if you grew up in the south and particularly in this town, what do you think of? It's this picture right here, Priscilla Presley. Can I get an amen? You don't think of Priscilla from scripture. The majority of us don't even know who she is, where she comes from, what her story is. If I were to challenge you and I were to poll the audience, or I'd go to each one and go, who is Priscilla in the scripture? Everybody would go, I don't know. And then some of you would go, "Was well, that Old Testament or New Testament? Well, today we're focusing on the back half of the Bible, which is the New Testament. Now, before I move on into that, I also want you to understand that culturally, what was going on? You're talking about 2,000 years ago. You're talking about a culture that was Jewish. You're talking about also the Roman Empire is in place. There is serious oppression. The church is birthing itself. It's kind of starting. And in that whole journey, women do not have a lot of say. They don't have a lot of value. Matter of fact, they're kind of put away. They're kind of put behind. And in this scripture that I'm fixing to show you, Priscilla is mentioned seven times in the New Testament. That's it. That's not a huge amount of scripture. But what I have found in those seven scriptures are some very interesting things that I've never seen and never was taught before. So let's start. Acts 18. Paul went to visit Aquila and Priscilla. Who is Aquila? That is her husband. So Paul is writing out. Paul's written a lot of the New Testament. He's an amazing leader in the church. So he's coming out going, hey, Paul's going to hang out with this couple. They were tent makers. Now, most of you just read that and move right on. But this is the thing. They... It didn't say Aquila was a tent maker. It said both the man and the woman were working as tent makers. Now, you may blow through that and go, that doesn't really matter. mean anything. No, for one of the first times in Scripture that we can really see, this is a great example in the New Testament of going, no, she was a business owner. She was actively involved as a woman in the same business. It wasn't her husband's business. They were tent makers. Paul was also a tent maker. So now there's three of them they are going, hey, we're all in the same business. So as Paul was there, he stayed with them and he worked with them. He was basically writing down, telling the story of going, hey, man, these are some awesome people. They're in the business. And already he's mentioning the fact they're together, referred to almost as are, as equals. And it wasn't just in the business world. This is the whole nother part of their life. 1 Corinthians 16, 19. Here's the second one of the seven. Aquila and Priscilla greet you in the name of the Lord. This is a letter written to the Corinthian church. Paul's writing. He's like, hey, remember Aquila and Priscilla? They greet you in the name of the Lord. Also, the church that meets in their house sends greetings. So not only are they business owners, they have launched a church. He could have said Aquila launched this church. The man made this happen, but he doesn't. He is actually saying, hey, these are both business owners, and they are both launching a church in their house. Now you go, well, why is that so significant? Because prior to this, it doesn't happen very often, if ever. Paul was kind of setting the precedence of saying, you know what? I've noticed something in this couple that's different. I have noticed that all in this whole deal right here, you will see them as they're greeting the Lord, it's their church, it's their house, it's their business. Now as you continue to move on, this is part where it's really tripped out all the way Until up to this point, it has been Aquila and Priscilla, but something changes in the scriptures moving forward. And you go, Well, what do you mean? Here's Acts 18 18. Paul stayed with the believers for many days and then he left and sailed for Sirius. What you gotta understand is Paul's a missionary. He was a Jewish guy who had converted to Christianity. He had done a lot of bad things as a Jewish guy. He had murdered Christians. He had persecuted Christians. Now he has become a believer. And in this, he's going out and spreading the gospel all over that part of the world. And now you see Priscilla and Aquila were also with him for the first time you see that now Priscilla's name is in front of Aquila. And you go, well, what difference does that make? This is the stuff I didn't grow up knowing. This is the stuff I didn't even pay attention to. Had never heard it, didn't understand it. But the pre- reason it's in that order is because she had some leadership roles in the missionary field. He switched it around to go, hey, Priscilla and Aquila now are going out and helping me on this missionary journey. This is extremely rare, and it's very dangerous work. Most women would not do that. Most women would not go on the missionary field. Most of them would definitely not go out and try to spread the gospel in the middle of the Roman Empire, and in the middle of Jewish persecution, of trying to persecute Christians. They were like, no way they're going to get involved in it. But here they are doing it. And this is the part that really trips you out. You go back to Romans. This is another letter written Paul wrote. And look what he says in Romans. Give my greetings to, notice the order again, Priscilla and Aquila, who have worked together with me for Jesus. So they're not just kind of like going through this. It's like, man, we're all together in this. We're in a partnership to spread the gospel all across this world. And then it says they, this is very important, they risk their own lives to save mine. And I am thankful to them. Paul is saying if it's not for Priscilla and Aquila, I can't write the book of Romans. If it is not for Priscilla and Aquila, I can't write 1 Corinthians. All of these letters that you read and you look into and we think, man, this is the church and this is the future. If it's not Priscilla and it's not Aquila, it ain't happening. And then if you really go, well, Justin, that's pretty fascinating, but let me go ahead and go to the next level. Not only was she on missionary journeys, not only did she own a business, not only did she launch a church. Check this one out, Acts 18, 26. Apollos, and you go, who's Apollos? He was one of the well-known speakers at the time. You can go look it up. He was kind of like the raving preacher that everybody talked about. So Apollos began to speak very boldly in the synagogue. So once again, he's trying to convert Jews into Christianity. When Priscilla, which again, in front of Aquila, And Aquila heard him speak. They, not Aquila, not Paul, they took him to their home and helped him understand the way of God better. Now you can go look at a lot of different translations because there's a bunch. You can download BibleGateway.com. That's what I use for all of these scriptures and all these references. But let me give you this. This passage right here, when you realize that this woman had the authority to correct and instruct the greatest teacher everybody believed at the time, which was Apollo's, on how to do it better and what to do better, that's like unheard of. That didn't happen. And so I'm going, man, i never heard any of this stuff growing up. So I asked a couple of people who went to seminary and these big schools around here, and I'm like, hey, man, Brian, did you ever hear this? And Robin, who went, and they were like, nobody ever taught that. And I'm thinking, how odd is it that here we are all these years later in the modern church, but yet many times we're growing up in a world where Priscilla is never mentioned, never thought about, never celebrated. She is a hidden hero, a hidden figure in Scripture that many even believe possibly wrote the book of Hebrews. She wrote a whole book of the Bible, they believe. Now, again, there's some theologians debate over that. So I'm not going to say that's 100% accurate, but as you know, they're trying to figure all this out. But if you hadn't figured out the importance of this woman right here, let me give you one other great reminder. All of these scriptures begin to, the first two have Aquila in front of Priscilla, but the other five have Priscilla in front of her husband. And you start going, I wonder if she really did have an impact on Paul's life. I wonder if it really did affect the early church. Right before Paul is beheaded, right before he is ending his life, his ministry, they believe that he literally was martyr for the name of Christ. In his last letter to Timothy, this is what he wrote. Give my greetings to Aquila and Priscilla? No. Priscilla and Aquila. Now if you think it doesn't matter and you think it's just kind of happenstance, you don't know Paul very well. Paul was very meticulous in what he wrote. Paul was very very serious about what he did and he realized the impact because in these letters to all of these churches, to Timothy, to all of these different individuals, he was trying to be very specific. Now I know if you're like me, you're probably going, I don't know if I'm a theologian or not. I'm not a theologian either. I'm not a biblical scholar. Nobody in here will ever accuse me of being either one of those. Pretty much they go man, good luck. I can't believe he's there. I can't believe he made it. But I can tell you this. I am not a dummy either, unless you talk to my wife. But no, I am not a dummy. (laughs) I really have basically come down to this next statement that I'm fixing to put out when it comes to this area, this hidden figure, if you will. Common sense will tell you, with a little bit of study and a little bit of research, that Priscilla was very important to Paul in all that he accomplished. And many times, Paul gets all of the publicity and justified, and it is very deserved. But what is not deserved is that Priscilla would be overlooked or not talked about. And I want you to understand that as we're going through getting ready for Mother's Day, and you do one sermon, and thank God for our mothers, I want you to know something. Simple Church is trying our best to make sure that you understand why we do what we do and why we believe that women like Marion and like Wendy and Christy are not inferior to me. (laughs) That they're not less than than the pastor or someone else. We believe that God is using them equally and in some ways greater than even the guy in the lights. And you go, well, Justin, why would you say this? Oh my gosh, I can't believe you'd say this. I'm just telling you by scripture, I will prove it over the next couple of weeks and even up into Mother's Day, of over and over again where I'm going, man, we didn't talk about this a lot. Now, that is not to say that I'm trying to put somebody above or below anybody else. But what I do want to do is try to recognize what God was doing in the lives of these powerful women to help and further the gospel of Jesus Christ, even with the great leaders that we know in Scripture and know them very well. Now, you go, Justin, let me challenge you a little bit. Well, before we move on, let me show you one other verse, okay? This is Ecclesiastes 4.12. An enemy might be able to defeat one person, but two people can stand back to back and defend each other. So when you see a powerful scripture like that, typically that's in a wedding. A lot of times people use it for a a braided cord illustration, and what they'll do is talk about a husband and a wife, and God is the third person. I have done it. I have used it and said it many times. But what I want you to do is put this in the context of Aquila and Priscilla, and I want you to put it in the context of Paul. Because as you see, these three are coming together and three people are even stronger than just two. Why? Because just like the rope, those three parts wrapped together, it is very difficult to break. So to leave Priscilla out of what God was doing in the early church is kind of just not fair. When you realize she's one of the first missionary to go and spread the gospel. She's one of the first to launch churches in the name of Jesus. She is one of the first to be able to teach some young preacher how to do it better because why? She had spent all this time with Paul. And so she didn't wanna hold it in. She didn't wanna go say, well, I'm just not worthy. I just don't think I can say anything. She was like, hey, man, Paul invested in me and now I can invest in you. And not only invested in me, he invested in me and my husband. And we are willing to go everywhere we gotta go and do anything we need to do to further the kingdom of God. And Paul recognized it. And you go, No, Justin, why would you bring that up now? Why are we talking about this now? I'll tell you why. Because here is the lesson I've learned in all of my ministry, but particularly over the last 15 years in Simple Church. You ready? It takes all of us. So many times people think, well, man, you got enough volunteers, you got enough people, you don't need anybody else. And I'm telling you, it's not true. You need everybody to accomplish what it is that God wants to do. And he's not leaving part of his creation out to do that. He did create Adam and Eve. That there was a thing, if you remember, Adam was by himself and he goes, it ain't good for him to be by himself. And I don't believe it's good for us to be by ourselves. In the same way, when he puts us together, there's something powerful and special that happens. And sometimes the people that are impacting the world and the kingdom are seen. So they get all the credit. They get all the publicity. They get all the applaud and the accolades. But I'm telling you, it's the seen and it's the unseen. And that's why, although Marion has a light on her today because the deaf community needs to be able to see her translate, most of the time, that whole part of the world is in the dark. And until a movie comes out, you don't even pay attention to it. And then you just watch the movie and go, you criticize the movie or I can't believe this or think that When The truth is... There's a whole group of people that if it's not for Marion and Wendy and her husband Jeff as well translating we don't have it. We can't meet the need and we don't have the story of the celebration of Hannah getting baptized in Cheyenne there to celebrate that. And I'm thinking, God, thank you Jesus for sending Marion, for sending Wendy, for sending Jeff, for sending all of these great people to us. Because they're hiddenness behind the scenes but they're heroes. They're literally these figures that change the world and it goes beyond the planet we're on. It affects eternity as well. Now, I wanted to put a little emphasis on all of those people that do that. And I pulled together one other video. I asked Caleb and them just to go get this past Easter to just get some shots. It's not a long video at all. But the people that you're going to see in this video are just the people that are behind the scenes. It's not the, the you know, speakers, it's not always the band. It's all of these people, men and women, young and old, serving and giving their time and their energy in their life. And you can't do this church on a weekly basis or a big service like Easter without them. And so we celebrate the hidden figures in this next video. Watch. for all of them one more time it literally takes all of us all of us and I want you to remember this before you get ready to walk out of here we are not a perfect church can I get an amen on that thank you I heard one boy she said "Woo!" we are not a perfect church now you say well Justin why do you say that well because I know me and I know you okay and I know I'm going to mess it up. You're going to mess it up. We don't do everything right. We ain't not got it all. You can perish with somebody else. Somebody's doing it better. I promise you. And so here's the deal. I'm not trying to say by any stretch of the imagination that we have figured it out and we're the expert. And we No, we're not. I am just telling you that when we're trying to involve you, you don't have to be perfect to fit in. That we need you. And let me go ahead and add one other little side note here. If you happen to find the perfect church, do not join it. Do you know why? Because you'll ruin it. Can I get an amen? (laughs) Because I know you once again as well. You're like, well, we have found the perfect church. Like, don't join it. Don't join it. You'll really mess that up, all right? I'm having a little fun with it, but here's the thing. None of us are perfect. Nobody's going to get it right all the time. I'm going to mess up. You're going to mess up. There's always going to be some wins. There's going to be some losses. But here's the thing. The church is what God uses to further his kingdom. And the church is the people, not a building or a location. Can I get an amen on that? And the church involves all people. So this is why I'm bringing up the fact of many of you as a woman or as someone who is young or someone who has a shaded past, you're like, God can't use me. He's not going to use me. I'm like, you don't know what God can do. You have been empowered, you have been chosen, and God has a plan and a purpose for you. And you keep putting it off and you keep doing other stuff. And I'm telling you, it's just not true. He used Priscilla, he used Aquila, he used Paul. I mean, Paul was a murderer. You're talking about, you think you got a bad past. This guy changed the world and he has a horrible past. And this is why I tell all of you, don't let the world or anybody else, most importantly the enemy, try to distract you and think that you're not worthy of it. Because as we know, the enemy will never overcome the church. He says the gates of hell will never prevail against the church. And the church is the people. It's not the steeple. All right? So if you're looking to be a part of something bigger than yourself, we need you. We need all of you. You go, Justin, Easter's over. Yeah, it is over. I mean, everybody's like, that's when you rally everybody. Yeah, but what's interesting is ministry's not finished when Easter is over. There are so many things that we're, we got a CODA camp that we're going to do. We've got a lighthouse. We're going down to help kids battling cancer. We got a burn camp that we're doing coming up for kids that are, you know, battling, uh, being burned up in fires. There's all kinds of things that continue to go on. We're still feeding people, still helping schools, still working with our military. You raised a lot of money on, on Easter. You know, why? Because we're trying to help and lift up our community and change the world. And guess what? We need you to help. We need you to be a part of that, not just once a year, but throughout the entire year. Not to mention taking care of kids on a weekly basis or setting up or tearing down or greeting or whatever it may be. So if you're wanting to partner or join the church, we're going to do an event coming up on May 1st, 5 p.m. at the chef's table. But it's limited seating. So if you want to be a part of it, I need you to take your app out and RSVP. you got a couple of weeks. Is that a couple of weeks? No, it's like next week, isn't it? So you don't have long. Before you need to be a part, if you're going, man, I want to join it, I want to get in there, make sure you sign up now. Uh, We're down at the uh, chef's table with Bo, and by the way, Bo and Haley, happy anniversary. Awesome, they own Bojacks, and then Brittany helps with chef's table. Just amazing couples, Brian, her husband, but they're giving us that building down there. We feed everybody, we answer your questions, and then you can take the next step to be a part of it. But don't miss it. Don't miss the opportunity to be used by God and to be a part of it, no matter who you are, no matter what your background is, all right? So before you leave, before you get out of here and you're walking on out, I got a hero story for you, a hidden hero story for you. But I want to warn you, get your tissues ready, okay? You go, well, Justin, why do you say that? Well, because I've watched it multiple times. I even watched it at the first hour, and it got me again because this is an amazing woman who is hidden From Most of the world but thank God for our associate pastor Steve Hartman who finds these stories across America and he highlights what God is doing in their life at the same time of how it's changing the world that we live in and if you think you can't be used and you think you don't have any purpose and you just don't know why you're here here's a great example of a hidden hero who made a huge impact watch.
1: No matter what side of the bed she wakes up on, Jacksonville, Florida school bus driver Arletha Sherman knows her day will always get better. I mean, I may have a bad morning, but once I see her, it's different. Miss Sherman! The turning point is a five year old girl named Anna Hobson. You are my best friend. I'm your best friend. Can I have a best hug? She is the ultimate pick me up. Thank you. you. I love you too. Let's go. Bye. Anna was born with a rare progressive neuromuscular disorder. She's constantly in and out of the hospital. The fact that she has so much going on in her life but she's always happy, always bubbly and she always, hi Miss Sherman and then we just start communicating. The parents say they first noticed this bond about a year ago. Anna had missed school one day because she was sick, but that afternoon the bus came to their house anyway and the driver came to the door just checking to make sure Anna was okay. And I thought, well, she didn't have to do that. But Kathleen Hobson says that was nothing compared to what happened next. Yummy, mama. In April, for Anna's birthday, Arletha bought her a princess dress and a tiara and decorated the whole bus to celebrate. All she could do was just take her hands up and say, all this for me, it was just, it was just so overwhelming. Then, just recently, Arletha bestowed on Anna one of the greatest honors a little girl can receive. She invited her to be the flower girl at her wedding. For Anna's mom, this act of kindness was almost too much to bear.
0: I want her to have as many experiences as she can, so sorry, Anna.
1: sorry. Kathleen went on to say that she always hoped to see her daughter in a wedding, so this night, This sight, especially, Anna dancing with her dad. It was such a gift. Any bus driver can take a kid from here to there, but only a special few can deliver a dream come true. Steve Hartman, on the road, in Jacksonville, Florida.
0: Crazy, man. The reason I think the story resonates with me is so many of us, you walk out of here, you get caught up in your normal life, and we don't see everything. It's kind of like that untold story again. And while I love Steve, man, it was a pleasure to get to meet him and thankful for what he does because you can read the scriptures of Priscilla, you can kind of go, okay, and you're, you're, some of you are like, oh, okay, whatever. But I think if Steve was around, he'd, he'd have done a story on Priscilla. He's like, man, look at this woman. Look at what she's doing. Look at what they're accomplishing. Look what's going on. And look how she's helping and willing to do this and that and the other. And it brings it all to a real place when we see it in living color. And you and I get reminded that, no, we have an opportunity with the life that we've been given, with the gifts we have, even as a bus driver, to change the world, to impact a life. So when I saw the story, I'm like, man, she's hidden in a bus. Most people would never know this. Thank God. Steve tells the story so we can be inspired, we can be challenged, we can be motivated to be different. And this is why I tell you, he can use you, he can use all of us. But you got to be willing. you got to say, okay, I'm not going to let my gender keep me from serving. I'm not going to let my age keep me from serving. I'm not going to let my, quote, handicap or my, quote, disability. I'm going to keep using what I have to further the kingdom of God. And we get to celebrate that together. Now, before we leave, that's kind of a tearjerker. Y'all got time for one more? Come on, give me a little encouragement. You go, Justin, sure we do. It's only two minutes, man. You got two minutes? We're ahead of schedule. And so I thought, well, because of my deaf friends and what they go through, I found one more. I was like, okay, that one's pretty awesome. But now let's learn from some kids. Because what you will learn now is the value and the importance, again, of loving the people around you, of not letting what you see hinder you, and going, all right God, teach me through some kids of what it really looks like to be like you. And here's a great example. Watch.
1: Ready for cookies? Six-year-old Maury Belanger has a severe hearing impairment, but she's also very much a typical kid. (laughs) which is why when it came time for kindergarten her parents shannon and matt were torn send her to a school for the deaf yeah eggs or to the public school Can here in dayton maine which was close and convenient okay unfortunately at the public school there weren't any other kids like maury and support was minimal you always think of the bad things like you know are they gonna make fun of her or her fitting in um thankfully we made the right choice mm-hmm. <laughs> You can guess what they decided, or can you? Believe it or not, this is Dayton Consolidated Elementary, the public school where talking like Maury has become all the rage. You guys practice sign language? Yay, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kids here at Dayton have learned multiple things of sign language, so like door, window, carrot, quiet, funny, sad. What's that? That's not a sign. I like to do it. I like to do it, too, but it's not a sign. (laughs) Obviously, they're not fluent yet. But about a third of the kids here know enough to navigate a kindergarten conversation, like when Maury didn't notice the line was moving. The girl in the pink told her to walk, followed by the universal sign for, way to go, Maury. And it's not like the administration is mandating this. There is no sign language curriculum. This is bottom-up kindness students motivated by nothing more than their own deep desire to connect with this one little girl Ah! what they know they learn mostly from posters books watching maury's aid and teaching each other they want to do as much as they can for her we want her to feel comfortable and safe and be able to kind of make friends with her it's like if you got a gift basket that's what she is a little gift basket flowers and chocolate just a little (laughs) bundle of joy eventually Maury's parents say their daughter may need more support services, but they believe all she needs now is what she has here, a loving community. To know that people just accept her for how she is, she's just gonna succeed because of being at that school. There are signs of that already. Steve Hartman, on the road, in Dayton, Maine.
0: Come on, now you cried and laughed a little bit. I'm thankful y'all are a part of our community, Mary, and I just want you to know please extend their love, our love to them. And I'm thankful that you're here. And I guess the challenge as we walk out is let's do that. Let's live this out. Let's do everything we can using every one of our gifts, talents, and abilities to further his kingdom. I don't care if you're a man, a woman, young or old, hearing or not hearing, God can use us. Would you pray with me? Father, I pray as we're getting ready to walk out of here, that whatever gifts, talents, abilities we have, Lord, that we would use them for your kingdom, for your glory. I know that many of us get distracted doing a lot of other stuff and we don't see our value and we're not really sure what you're doing and how you could use us, maybe because of our past or maybe because of our gender or whatever it is that we have in our mind. I pray, God, that you'd remove all those obstacles and that they would see themselves the way you see them. You love them, you care for them. And you have a plan for them. It's a good plan. So help us, Jesus, to surrender to you. If we've never given our heart and life to you, I pray today we would. Say, Jesus, I don't know about church. I don't know about religion. But I know about you. That you sent your son to die on the cross, God. And his name was Jesus. He shed his blood. He overcame the grave. His blood covers my sin. And the power of the resurrection reminds me that I can have hope and life today. And now, God, you want to use us that have put our faith and hope and trust in your son to change the world that we live in, to lift it up, to make it better. And I don't care how we do that, where we do that, as long as we do it in the name of Jesus. Help us to solve those problems in your name. I thank you, Jesus, for bringing all these people, our friends in. I'm thankful for those that watch online. And just help us, God, to know that we've got a lot to do. We're not done yet. We've got a lot to accomplish for your kingdom. So help us to be sensitive to that. If somebody prayed the prayer God, I pray they'd let us know and tell us. We could celebrate them in the next baptism. We come up and splash kingdom in a few months. And Lord, if there's somebody that wants to get involved and serve or to come to the partner party, remind them of the date. Tell them to sign up, God. Put it on their heart so that they can be a part of what you're doing in this kingdom. And we need them in this church. You know that, God. So send us the people we need and help us to keep doing what you've called us to do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Can not get an amen somewhere one time? Come on, y'all. I appreciate y'all giving us time. You're two minutes ahead. You get to get out of here and go eat and enjoy, but make sure you sign up for Partner Party and join us next week as we continue Hidden Figures. Until then, what do we say? Peace. Peace. Thanks for coming.